Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where of course the motto is your team every day. And this is a podcast dedicated to covering all things BYU sports. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to cover, a big weekend to recap in BYU sports news. Need to talk some BYU bowl news. It kind of relates to what's going on with the Power Five and their juggling bowl assignments over the next few years. We'll talk about how BYU relates to that. Also need to continue our breakdown of our player countdown for the Holy War day number 86 we'll get to that and also 22 BYU track and field athletes headed to Austin Texas this coming weekend for the NCAA championships what are the opportunities for BYU to bring home a national title we'll break that down a little bit for you today as well so a lot to cover let's get to it this is the Locked on Cougars podcast brought to you today by our good friends at hotels.com the Himalaya podcast app and Twiller We'll tell you about all three of those great companies as we continue throughout the podcast today. So let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for June 4th, 2019. guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for downloading the show on a Tuesday. A reminder for you guys, when you do get in your car, make sure to plug in your smart device and tell it to play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you always stay up to date with all the latest in BYU news. Today's podcast, like I mentioned in the open, is brought to you by the Himalaya Podcast app. Free app, super easy to use, and it also has every single podcast, including this one, Locked On Cougars, that you are searching for. Once you encourage you guys to check out the Himalaya podcast app. You can follow along with your favorite shows and creators. You don't have to necessarily subscribe. You can like episodes by themselves outside of having to like the whole podcast series. Fantastic new feature. So check out a proud partner of the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Cougars. Check us out, the Locked On Cougars podcast on the Himalaya podcast app. All right, kicking things off today, Breck McMurphy, who works for Stadium Network, a great college football reporter. I think one of the preeminent minds when it comes to covering college football. I put out a, a piece last night on watchstadium.com. I'll link it in the show notes today, talking about the um, upcoming six-year bowl cycle. Uh, this coming season will be the final year of the current bowl cycle, and now Power 5 teams have been juggling their bowl assignments that they'll be set to announce here in the coming weeks and months of where they'll be playing from 2020 to 2025 in bowl season. Let's run down some of the news here and how it relates to BYU. I think the biggest thing is the days of BYU going to play in the Las Vegas Bowl appear to be dead and gone. The SEC and the Big Ten have now split up the Las Vegas Bowl and will play in it three times each between 2020 and the 2025 postseason, facing off against a Pac-12 team. With the new Oakland Raiders Stadium opening... Las Vegas was always expected to kind of take a jump up in terms of popularity with bowl opponents. The SEC has always wanted to get their teams a little further out west to expand their footprint a little bit. Um, the Big Ten, I'm sure, has the same thought. So it'll be an SEC uh, slash Big Ten versus Pac-12 matchup in the Las Vegas Bowl. And that's unfortunate if you're a BYU fan. Uh, it's not to say that it couldn't happen in an off chance that uh, Vegas gets passed over, but it appears the Las Vegas Bowl will be one of the more preeminent bowl games in the upcoming bowl cycle for 
for the Power Five conferences. Uh, the Pac-12 was also adding a new bowl in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Stadium at Hollywood Park, which is also going to be the new home for the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, that'll be an interesting one because it's going to be a game against the Mountain West and expected uh, to play a Pac-12 team. I could see BYU slotting into that game potentially if they were to get a bowl agreement or something with the Mountain West or the Pac-12. Notre Dame currently, uh, all of its bowl agreements go through the ACC. So the Atlantic Coast Conference essentially functions as a 15-team conference when it comes to bowl selections. They have 11 slots, I believe, uh, upcoming in this upcoming bowl cycle. But very interested to see where BYU ends up because the Big Ten is dropping the Holiday Bowl to play in the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, BYU, of course, is one of the teams that really helped build the Holiday Bowl into what it is. Uh, it'd be very interesting because the ACC is now slotting in where the Big Ten uh, took over in that Holiday Bowl where it played the Pac-12, but I'm just very interested where BYU slots in. And the interesting part here that Brett McMurphy notes is the independents BYU and Army will be placed into bowls in the new cycle by ESPN, sources said. ESPN values BYU as a sports property. I, I don't know how to make it any more clear to anybody out there. There are a bunch of Ute trolls on Twitter that love to denigrate BYU, saying their national reach isn't what BYU fans think it is. I can tell you for a fact that that reach is global. BYU has a reach that can't be touched by many college football properties, and ESPN sees it as such. I would expect that BYU and their upcoming uh, new media rights deal probably re-ups with ESPN. They like working with the worldwide leader. The worldwide leader likes working with them. BYU has been very amenable to moving their schedules around uh, for ESPN to help them with broadcast windows and the like. And it's interesting that Independence, BYU, and Army get placed into bowls. That doesn't mention New Mexico State, doesn't mention UMass, doesn't mention Liberty, all teams that BYU has played in the past and are fellow independents. Like I said, Notre Dame is an independent. Their bowl contracts go through the ACC. But it's nice to see that BYU and Army, who also has a global reach because it is Army, it's the United States Military Academy. Anybody who's served in the Army, I have an uncle who is a proud member of the Army, a colonel in the Army, who is a big Army fan. So, it's nice to see that ESPN is going to make sure they take care of BYU and Army. Does that mean BYU very much could be moving around the country as a bull independent or a bull free agent in the upcoming bull cycle? Absolutely. But I don't think BYU fans necessarily would be upset with that. If you can be moved around to play around the country and to play for different facets or different groups of the BYU fan base nationwide, I think that'd be a fantastic option. And I really like that. I, BYU going to Las Vegas was awesome. Just for me personally, I loved making the quick drive down relatively to Las Vegas. It's a fun town to go to for a few days, watch a football game, and then come back home here along the Wasatch Front. Appears those days are gone. So could BYU factor into this new Los Angeles Bowl? Absolutely. I think they could. Because if the Mountain West and the Pac-12 are, are involved in it, I could see them also attractive to BYU if bowl slots aren't filled up for that game. Uh, we'll see how it all shakes out, but it's very interesting to see this new bowl system coming up and some of these bowls are making a jump up other ones are getting kicked down a little bit and where will BYU factor in it appears that I think the more of the uh situation we had last season where BYU was a bowl free agent after the San Diego San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl went belly up they became a free agent last year and they ended up in Boise 
I don't think BYU is opposed to being kind of that floating entity out there. The ESPN says, hey, we will get you into a bowl game. You just have to be willing to go anywhere. And I don't think BYU is opposed to that because BYU fans show up wherever BYU is at. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out for the Cougars over the next six years in the bowl agreements. I'm also interested to see what BYU's new contract and their media rights deal is for. Does it go through 2024-2025 when the current uh, media rights deals for most of the Power 5 conferences come up, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 most notably? We'll see, but I think that BYU is on track to have a new deal with ESPN, and I would expect that it's not going to probably, and you're never going to see these numbers. I'm not going to see these numbers either in terms of the money, but I would expect that BYU gets a marginal increase. The sources out there have said that BYU's um, numbers when it comes to the money they'll be receiving in their next media rights deal are actually going to go up a bit. And go up a bit, what does that mean? Does that mean a 10% increase, a 30% increase? You're getting 50% more than you got in the previous right still? Who knows? But I do know that ESPN values BYU, and evidence of that comes via this from Brett McMurphy. So good stuff, and we'll see what happens with this upcoming bowl cycle. I'm interested to see if BYU does become just ultimately a BYU, a, a bowl-free agent. They don't have these built-in uh, contracts going forward like they do with the Hawaii Bowl this year. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, but I think it's a positive step and a positive note for BYU fans to see that uh, ESPN values BYU, and as they control the vast majority of these bowl games, they can really help bolster and place BYU in attractive games to get more television uh, eyeballs on TV during the bowl season. So there you go. Some notes on that coming out of Brett McMurphy and appreciate him writing that. He does a great job. Need to get him on the show at some point. All right. Uh, so day number 90, not 90, day number 86 as we count down towards uh, the BYU football season. And today we're actually going to do something interesting here because I know a lot of people want to look at the roster and says Jacob Talbot. I can't tell you who Jacob Talbot is. So we'll do a, we're going to do a co- uh, player profile today. Jacob Talbot, a sophomore uh, wide receiver who comes from, I believe if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Redmond, Washington, Redmond High School. He's a sophomore, six foot three, 200 pound wide receiver prospect, a returned missionary. We'll see if he's able to make any noise in fall camp or if he's able to participate in fall camp. A lot of guys who are on these spring rosters, you see them disappear off the roster after spring ball, never to be seen again. So we'll see what happens with that. But I wanted to talk about another sophomore wide receiver who I really think could make an impact if he's able to get back from injury. I know he suffered an injury in spring ball. I never got a specification of what the injury was, so I'm hoping it's not too serious, but Jacob Doman, a sophomore wide receiver from Pleasant Grove, Utah, Pleasant Grove High School, 5'10", 175-pound wide receiver, and what he did during spring ball was very impressive before he got hurt. I'm not sure if it was it was a super serious injury. I had some people tell me that it might have been an ACL if that's the case. Probably is out for the year. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I could uh, I could see him if he's if he's healthy and able to contribute. This guy could be a back end of the rotation guy in the wide receiving core who can make some noise. Like I said, 5'10", 175 pounds, not the biggest wide receiver, but he gets things done. That's what I always saw from him with the scout team and the second and third teams that he was participating with in spring ball. He got himself open and he caught the ball every time it was thrown to him. It seemed like. That, that's great. If you're a BYU wide receiver, the whole whole old adage was, if the ball touches your fingertips, you better catch it. And I think that should be the same mentality these guys have. So Jacob Doman and Jacob Talbot 
our kind of our co-player spotlights today as we are 86 days away from the Holy War. I'm hoping that Doman didn't suffer an ACL tear. I, I never got official confirmation. I haven't had a source inside the BYU football program confirm what his injury was. It didn't look great, but I was hopeful that it might not be as severe. He could spend the summer rehabbing and get back onto the field in time for fall camp or maybe the early part of the season. We'll see what happens. But two uh, sophomore wide receivers trying to break into the rotation here. We'll see what happens with Jacob Talbot and Jacob Doman this fall. It'll be interesting. That wide receiving core is in need of playmakers. I think they've got a few on the roster, but if a guy like Jacob Doman can get himself healthy, very much could be in the mix for a roster slot and really really contribute on the back end of BYU's rotation at wide receiver. Alright, there you go. Some notes on BYU football. We'll take a time out here, come back on the other side, uh, talk about BYU men's and women's track and field. Uh, they've got a big opportunity here heading to the national championships coming up this weekend with an opportunity, I think especially on the men's side, to make a run at a national title. We'll break down the chances of that and the athletes participating in Austin this weekend coming up next. Before we do that though, today's show is brought Brought to you by our good friends at Twillery.com. I have a fantastic new promo code, $25 off at Twillery.com using the promo code Locked On. Now, you're probably wondering, what is Twillery? Twillery makes stocking up your closet as simple as restocking the soda in your fridge with your shirts. Easy, affordable, and the perfect fit guaranteed. They offer non-iron, untuckable, and performance dress shirts for as low as $55 when you bundle four or more with free shipping and returns. Try on some Twills risk-free. After all, as they say, feel is believing. Smart Casual just got smarter with Twillery and cheaper. Twillery brings performance work shirts to the next level with a four-way stretch material that shuts down wrinkles, stops sweat, and keeps you looking looking and feeling good. And for as low as $55 a shirt when you bundle four or more and free shipping and returns, it's the top value in smart workwear. Grab them here. Go to twillery.com slash locked on. Use that promo code locked on and get $25 off your first order. Also right now they have a limited time Father's Day special through the 16th of this month. You can enjoy a free set of bottle opener collar stays with your order as well. A lot of you guys have to wear dress shirts to work. Kind of that national not necessarily casual but kind of that business dress. Twillery is a great option. I've had a few of their shirts sent to me and I really enjoy them. If you guys are church-going folk like me who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I love my new church shirt from Twillery. So check them out, twillery.com slash locked on. Like I said, promo code locked on gets you $25 off. And also right now, a limited time Father's Day special. Get that free set of bottle opener collar stays only valid until the 16th of this month by going to twillery.com slash locked on, guys. Check it out. That's twillery.com slash locked on. are Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on this daily podcast covering all things BYU. A reminder for you guys to please follow the show. Give us that like, that review, and also that five stars on Apple Podcasts really is worth its weight in podcast gold. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. It doesn't take but a moment to do that. If you are so inclined, I'd really appreciate you guys' help with that. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast. You can feel free to follow the show on all the major social media platforms. Locked On Cougars is the 
title for all three of them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can follow my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. And if you have any questions, uh, advertising related, you'd like to drop a note to the show, or you'd just like to weigh in. And we also had some guys reach out recently about co-hosting the show, still looking for guys who would like members or guys, women, gals, whatever, gender neutral there with that guy's statement. We'd love to have you guys co-host the show this summer i'd love to bring my equipment and sit down with you and talk some byu sports we've had a couple of guys so far uh during the off season love to get some more of you in so let us know locked on byu at gmail.com is the way to drop us a note via email all right let's talk some byu men's and women's track and field they're headed to the ncaa championships in austin texas that begins uh tomorrow and runs through june 8th um head coach ed Stone said in the release sent out by byu said quote i think we're in a good frame of mind it is important to focus on the process and the things that got us here the athletes recognize the importance of this meet and are focused on getting the job done. Uh, BYU has 22 total entries into the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships taking place at the Mike A. Myers Track and Soccer Stadium there in Austin. Uh, BYU women's team is ranked number 15 in the country. There are six total bids into the NCAA Championships. Uh, The women will be competing mainly Thursday through Saturday. Uh, Five Cougars will compete in their respective semifinals on Thursday. Whitney Orton makes her third straight appearance in the women's 1500 meters. Erica Burke Jarvis in the 3000 meter staple steeplechase. Anna Camp Bennett and Lauren Ellsworth Barnes will run in the 800-meter semifinal before Brenna Porter caps off the evening in the 400-meter hurdle. So that middle of the long distance looks like where BYU will make their medal on the women's side of things. And then also Andrea Stapleton-Johnson will compete in the women's high jump final on Saturday. She's the number one ranked jumper in the NCAA this season, clearing a six-foot-two and a quarter inches. I'm six foot tall on a good day. She jumped over me and cleared it by two and two and a quarter inches. Absolutely incredible. So best of luck to all uh, six women athletes in this. On the men's side of things, they're ranked number four in the country. They have 16 total entries for the third most bids at the nationals. Gives BYU a good opportunity if they have a good showing to make a run at a national championship on the men's side of things. The men will be primarily competing from tomorrow, Wednesday, June 5th uh, through Friday, June 6th. 7th, the decathlon takes place to kick things off uh, with Brian Matthews competing in that. Of course, it's 10 events. Hopefully, he has a good showing there. He's had a good season to this point. We'll see how it goes for him. Um, the NCAA record-breaking six, yes, six of the 16 BYU men's athletes are competing in one event, the 10,000 meters. They absolutely dominated. It's the most qualifiers for one event in NCAA track and field history. We'll race their final Wednesday night and make up one-fourth of the field. Dallin's Farnsworth, uh, one of the favorites, Rory Linkletter, Connor Mance, Connor McMillan, Connor Weaver, and Clayton Young combined to make, break the NCAA record for the most entries in a single event from one school. The previous record was set by BYU in 1970. 75 when five decathletes went to the NCAA championship. So out of those six, here's hoping they can get a bunch of top finishes and a bunch of guys that can help BYU score some points here. Other athletes on the men's side of things competing, Jacob Heslington, Matt Owens, Kenneth Rooks, and Matt Owens will all be participating in the men's 3,000 steeplechase tomorrow. Taylor Frankel will compete in the 1,500 meters on Wednesday. So that'll be 11 total distance runners at nationals. And then the men's 4x400 meters will finish up Wednesday's competition with their semifinal. That team consists of Michael Bluth, uh, Blake Ellis, Abraham Schapp, and Colton Yardley. So best of luck to all those athletes and also one in the field side of things. Oh, actually a couple in the field side of things. Ricky Fantroy Jr. competes in the men's triple jump final on Friday. 
qualified for the NCAA championships actually on his last jump of the NCAA regionals or that West preliminary with a length of 51 and a quarter inches. So in his final attempt to secure that final entry into the championships. Should be a fun weekend, so check it out, guys. You can go online to ESPN3 and ESPN2 over this weekend, this coming week, to watch the national championships unfold. Like I said, the men's side of things, very much with 16 entries, if they can have good showings in all of their events, they could make a run at the NCAA title. We'll see if it plays out that way, but best of luck to all 22 BYU men's and women's track and field athletes as they head to the NCAA championships and compete in Austin. Hopefully the weather holds up. Not too hot and also not too muggy, but these athletes can go show well and bring home some individual titles, All-American citations, and maybe a national title. All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts on what's going on with the men's and women's track and field teams. We'll take a time out here, come back. I need to catch up on a couple other BYU notes before we go. Women's volleyball schedule is out. We'll talk about that next. Before we go talking about that, we need to remind you guys, today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Hotels.com. Hotels.com reminds you, don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. More in a moment. This is Locked on Cougars. Welcome back as we close out today's edition of Locked on Cougars. Thank you guys once again for downloading the show. Please continue to let us know how we can improve. Love hearing feedback from fans. If you have questions, always love hearing from you guys. Would love to answer your questions, whether it's on social media or via email. You can drop us a note at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. As we close things out today, BYU Women's Volleyball has announced its 2019 schedule to include eight games against eight NCAA tournament teams from last year and three of their in-state opponents. They start the season and hosting an invitational feature games against Boise State and Utah Valley on August 30th. They'll also take on Marquette, which finished last year's ranked 15th in the country and reached the Sweet 16 NCAA tournament on August 31st. Uh, BYU also will host another tournament the following week against Long Island, Sam Houston State, and Weber State. So, big opportunity for BYU to make another run at the NCAA championships this year. Uh, they've got a lot of big opportunities, a lot of road matches this year. They're going to Stanford um, at Utah, facing off against Wichita State and Texas, two of the better teams kind of in the Midwest region. I'm expecting after all of the stuff that BYU women's volleyball has dealt with this year, a lot of uh, coaches, uh, Heather Olmstead, one of them going overseas earlier this offseason to uh, Japan to compete with the national team. Heather Knighting joined her and also trainer Dave Graham. Uh, they were part of the U.S. women's collegiate national team competing. Stuff like this only helps BYU in my mind. Uh, they, they've done it in the offseason. They can spend now this summer getting the team reintegrated. They brought another top-rated recruiting class to bolster the ranks. Uh, Roni Jones-Perry, the National Player of the Year, is headed to Italy to play professionally, and congratulations to her. It's not easy to go international and make money playing volleyball, as multiple BYU men's volleyball athletes will tell you. But Roni Jones-Perry getting opportunity to go play professionally in Italy. I think that the profile of BYU women's volleyball is only getting bigger and bigger and that's a positive if you're a BYU fan because 
we talk about all the time at BYU, it says the world is our campus. Well, guess what? We talk a lot of time in college sports how the athletic department is the front porch of most universities' athletic departments. And it's awesome to see a program like BYU Women's Volleyball, who has been to two NCAA Final Fours in the last few years, a run to the national championship game. They haven't gone over the hump yet, but they are garnering all kinds of national respect. And I think that's a great sign for Heather Olmstead and her squad as they look to really build on a successful season a year ago. Like I said, bringing in a top recruiting class this year to go with some established players like Heather Knighting and the like. Uh, it should be another fun year for BYU Women's Volleyball. I'm expecting you're going to have the you're going to have the the Smith Fieldhouse. That's the I can't think of the venue. Excuse me. Smith Fieldhouse is going to be rocking this year all year long because men's volleyball is always nuts. This fall with women's volleyball, I'm expecting it'll be just as crazy. So I encourage you guys as the summer progresses, don't don't forget about the women's volleyball team. They're set up for another great year. It looks like. All right, that's today's podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, heads up for you guys. We're scheduled to have Chantel Jennings from the Athletic on the show tomorrow. She wrote a state of the program piece for the Athletic on BYU. We'll get her thoughts on the Cougars up coming season a great writer in her own right excited to have her on the show we're gonna do some more of these national guests over the coming days and weeks as we gear up towards BYU football season we are 86 days away from BYU football when the kickoff against Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium thanks again for joining us on today's edition of the podcast reminder for you we're brought to you today by Twillery go to twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for $25 off also check out hotels.com and and the podcast, this podcast, Locked on Cougars on the Himalaya podcast app. All three of those companies, great sponsors of this podcast. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks again for joining us. This has been Locked on Cougars for June 4th, 2019.